Welcome to the No Answers Podcast, a show where we attempt to ask really good questions of ourselves with the hopes that through our dialogue, you might find answers to questions you didn't even know you had. I'm Lennox Matsende, and this is Mark Robinson. And without further ado, let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of the No Answers Podcast, a show where we attempt to ask really good questions of ourselves with the hopes that through our dialogue, our listeners might find answers to some questions they didn't even know they had. I'm your host, Lennox, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mark. And today, we're going to be tackling a meaty topic. And um, I'm going to kick us off with a question that's going to just like, we're just going to dive right into this thing. So the question for today is, when you hear the word God, what meaning does that evoke for you? Or in other words, who or what is God? I mean, I feel like when I think of God, the first word that comes to mind is creator. That's the first word that comes to mind when I think of God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's like God is orchestrating and intertwined and interested in everything that happens. And um, yeah, I mean, I'll say God is the creator. That's the first thing that comes to my comes to my mind. Um, like God is interested in our lives. That speaks a little bit to the human element of like we're created in God's image. We're also creators, but God is like the ultimate creator that created the universe so how about for you so for me not to copy but yes when i think of god or when i hear the word god the first thing that comes to mind is also creator because i i i've taken the viewpoint that everything in the natural world uh was created by an intelligent life force um the same way us as humans have the power to create um i think that concept perpetuates into all of nature and therefore there has to be a creator that created all the things around us so yeah the first thing that comes to mind when i think god or who or what god is is the creator capital t and capital c When you said capital T, that threw me. For, I was like, capital T, create or where does it, you know? But <laughs> capitalize the right. <laughs> so the this episode we're calling wrestling with God. Um, what was your maybe talk a little bit first about? And a part of the reason I think why maybe I think religion, spirituality, God—it's just like a charged topic right like people are so passionate about their beliefs on this topic and they're all across the spectrum and so i think it can be like a it's one of those topics you don't talk about which is why i'm excited that we're talking about it but um what was your a lot of it's framed by how you grow up so what was your upbringing what did that look like how was how was your perspective and understanding of god religion spirituality all that stuff how is that framed from early age yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good place to start. So my journey actually started uh, just when I was born. I was born into a Catholic family. 
Um, so I, you know, they did the whole thing. They baptized me in the Catholic Church where they, they do the thing. Um, and I would say... Thing, dunking me in water? What the thing? I, it's like when you're a baby, right? They don't like actually physically dunk you in water. But like you go oh, right. to the altar or whatever, and then the father, the priest, he does something with water. And he, I don't know, he says some words, which I guess is the dedication of a baby in the Catholic Church. If they know it's Catholic out there, I, sorry, I don't know how things work over there. All I know is that happened to me because I've seen the pictures of me when I was a baby. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's how this all started. And then, um, I mean, shortly after that, my family made the decision to leave the Catholic Church for reasons I won't go into on this episode, maybe for another podcast. That's uh, a whole podcast in and of itself. But yes, we left the Catholic Church and um, uh, my family kind of started existing in this world of non-denominational churches, just like seeking truth, looking for answers, been burned before, just what is what is the right, what is the way? So... Um, for like a season of life, my mom was, I feel like almost basically a pastor. Uh, she led different ministries uh, at the church we ended up going to, which was a Pentecostal church, which Pentecostal churches are different where I grew up, like in, uh, in Southern Africa, versus what I've come to learn are Pentecostal churches in America, uh, different expressions of the faith. But yeah, so most of my life as a child was you know, growing up in this Pentecostal church and uh yeah you you did things you woke up on sunday early morning and you went to church you went to sunday school you memorized the the bible verses you sang songs <laughs> and, uh, for me it was it's like there's there is no choice that is that is just what you do because mom and dad said so um but obviously on the flip side of that um that created this dynamic where at least personally i didn't actually have what I would describe as a personal relationship with God, you know, or my creator or Jesus. I just kind of like did the things because like, you know, mom and dad said that's what you do. Um, so yeah, that was that was most of my childhood. And uh, so my mom got us, uh, my, myself and my siblings baptized, uh, honestly, like a, a few times when we were young. And um, she led us through the prayer to accept Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior. Uh, and even then she would say stuff like, you're gonna wanna do this for yourself uh, when you're old enough to understand what it means. Because I mean, I think she knew that we were just doing stuff just because she told us to. So we didn't actually know what we were doing. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of my upbringing, you know, um, was just growing up and you know, that's just what you do. That's what everyone else is doing. How about yourself? Is that, is that what everyone else was doing or like what was common in the culture over there? Cause I know we've talked before about like witchcraft and the dark arts. And I think that came up probably in the context of things like tarot and things that are very common and, you know, seemingly harmless. Like a lot of people do that as astrology or whatever it might be. Like that's a very common thing. And, but I know you've been exposed to, it's a little different from what I understand in Africa. Um, than it is, you know, just the suburban white girl sitting at home with her, you know, tarot cards and a candle, right? Like, there's, there might be a little more to it than that. Um, so was was like your Catholicism or Christianity Pentecostal, like was that the norm or was there a lot of like witchcraft or what, what was the overall environment? 
Okay, so yeah, to truly do that question justice, I'll give a little bit of context, a little bit of historical context. Yeah. So, uh, so I grew up in, in Harare, Zimbabwe, which is the capital city of Zimbabwe, which for those that don't know where Zimbabwe is, sits right above South Africa. So prior to colonization by the Europeans, uh, Zimbabweans were, the, the religion they, they subscribed to was at, you know, African traditional religion. So this is before Christianity had been brought to Zimbabwe by the missionaries. And African traditional religion, you know, it's got, it's got a lot of interesting components to it, you know, um, which I have now come to identify with like the demonic and things that are actually not good. Um, you know, talking to dead people, for example, you know, praying to your ancestors and going to witch doctors and you know it's 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 not just Zimbabwe I think it's kind of pervasive throughout Africa like this type of uh, spiritual practice and I you know when, when you think through how voodoo and that kind of thing ended up in places like Haiti or wherever else it kind of spread to it's all because these slaves were taken from Africa where they practiced African traditional religion and now they're on these islands or wherever else in the world they went and it evolved to what we now recognize as Buddha and all these other practices that the West likes to play around with. Um, so to your question, uh, you know, we, I would say the culture evolved from just predominantly practicing that form of religion to more and more people getting saved and like getting baptized and learning about Jesus Christ, etc. So fast forward to when I was young and growing up in Zimbabwe, I would say there was a strong community of Christians like across the nation. Like there's a lot, Christianity is like the dominant religion, I would say. Um, unfortunately, I would it, it's it's also very fragmented. There's so many denominations like there are anywhere else, but you know, you had yeah. the Pentecostals, you had the Catholics, you had the Methodists. You had the uh, apostolic faith people, you had the Dutch Reformed, you had, there's so many of these. Um, and, you know, in my head, it was always kind of confusing. So like, we're all, we're all praying to the same God, right? Or, or are we? I, I, I don't know. Um, right. But yes, there was a lot of Christians, but that practiced Christianity in so many different ways, which again, that's a whole other rabbit hole for a whole other conversation. But um, yeah, and even till now, right? There's still, there's, you know, a lot of Christians, but because of the, the ge geography that we, we exist in, there's still a lot of people that practice other religions. Uh, you know, in particular, just the African traditional one with like the ancestral worship and that kind of stuff. So I don't know yeah. that answer question. Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, my, my upbringing was similar to yours, well, I don't know if it was similar to yours. Similar in that my parents are very faithful, committed um, Christians. And so I grew up memorize. hey, you want to go to see this movie? Memorize this chapter of Psalms and you'll be able to, and we'll get you a movie ticket. Or you want to go to the theme park? Like your entryway in is uh, rising to Bible verses. At least that's how I remember it, right? I remember... I remember when Star Wars came out one year and we were gonna go to the premiere as long as we had memorized some scripture. So um, that was kind of beaten into my head from a from an early age. Parents were Sunday school teachers and my dad was an elder at the church. 
And then I went from being homeschooled to going to, when I was third grade, I went to a private classical Christian education. And so a lot of like our whole community and a lot of my friends and everything definitely grew up in a somewhat sheltered, very Christian culture community. So that was my upbringing. That's how it all, that's how it all started. Your parents are gangster, man. They, uh, they, had, to, <laughs> they had to memorize Bible verses to go watch movies. Uh, that's next. That's next level. Hey, <laughs> memorize them verses, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> well, on the theme of wrestling with God, and I know there's a couple rabbit holes that you hinted at or touched on, and there's so many different directions that today's conversation could go, and I don't know yet where it's actually going to go. So we'll see. But um, what is what has the wrestle looked like for you? Like, have you? explored other religions have you just wrestled with specific things or and i can i mean if you want me to i'm happy to talk about some of that stuff too but um yeah what is what does the wrestle look like on your end yeah and i'll, I'll kick us off with in, in the wrestling match um i mean obviously you know the things of the faith are are easy but difficult difficult in the sense that you know we're talking about a whole nother dimension that a good chunk of us on earth believe exists. There's a chunk that are just agnostic. They already believe that nothing happens after you die. Nothing else is out there besides what we can see and touch and feel and smell. Um, but I, I think the vast majority of people on earth believe there is more to existence than what's in the physical, right? Whether you're a Hindu, a Muslim, Christian, hell, even the Scientologists. I think, believe in the existence of uh, another dimension, right? Um, I think the the mechanics or the nuances, the nuances of what is contained in that other dimension starts to vary depending on the geography that you grew up in. For example, one of the things I've wrestled with um, is this whole idea that if you were born in a specific part of the world, right? Your belief system was shaped by the geography, right? And the cultural norms of the place that you grew up. So for example, if you were born in Southeast Asia, right? You probably were raised in a culture that believed certain things and had certain narratives that were perpetuated from the ancestors, you know, the people that like came before you about how the world came to be. So you have history that's tied to your place of birth. Now, if you were born in London, England, for example, you have a whole other narrative that you were kind of indoctrinated into. And, and that's the only variable there is the location, the geographical location of, you know, your, your appearance on this rock that we call Earth. Um, neither of us gets to choose where we get born or who we're born to. So, um, you know, I've always had a hard time with this whole idea of saying, you know, all of these people are wrong, right? Um, so I'll, you know, give a very tangible example. Yeah. Um, in my career, I've worked with people from all over the world. And one particular group I've worked with a lot is uh, people from India. And there's the Hindus, there's the Muslims. Um, and I'm a very curious person. Like I, I'm one of those people that like, I like to go deep and truly understand why things are the way they are. I like to just seek truth. And I, 
that yeah, I come at it from all angles. I remember one time I was grabbing lunch with one of my coworkers uh, who'd come here on like a work visa as well, just to like to work. But he's like, you know, fresh off the boat type uh, Indian. And I'm like, right. I really want to understand like, from a place of genuine curiosity, like, what do you believe? And, and like, tell me more. Let me learn from someone who's practiced this religion for their whole lives, rather than like having all these preconceived notions. And um, it was really fascinating, right? Getting to learn how they, I think sort of kind of have one God, but the God has many different avatars and the avatars, you know, have their own names, but they're also kind of like their own gods, which again, gets a little confusing. Um, but uh, yeah, the conversation went a few different way, like places. But where I, where I landed was this, this, this understanding of they too believe in the existence of a supreme being. Now there's a bunch more texture to their beliefs. Like there's more that they've stacked onto that, that maybe Christian doesn't believe, but they do ultimately believe that we are all, we were all created by a supreme being who is not of this world. Um, and then, you know, I started to see similar things pop up across different religions. And uh, again, it's just not me trying to be overly intellectual because I think that's another, you know, rabbit hole that tends to, you know, mess with people is when they try to like make everything logical, intellectual. That's not what I'm trying to do, but I was genuinely trying to understand and connect dots. Um, right. So I, I took that experience and then I, I, I started to kind of relate that to my own understanding of, of God and, and to things that I know are irrevocably true about God. And the, the, the main thing I kind of over-index on is love. Like this concept of love, you know, love for your neighbor, love your neighbor as self and love your creator, whatever. Love is this, this concept that I saw transcended any religion. Like the Hindus love each other. The Muslims lo love each other. The Buddhists love each other. Christians love each other. Like somehow, some way, even though we all popped up on different parts of this spinning rock called earth, we, and we were fed different narratives based on where we grew up, we all seem to agree that loving one another is good, you know? So to me, because I had also been taught that God is love, I'm like, okay, there's something there. There's like some dots. There. So again, I'm not going to claim to have any answers, you know, hence, you know, the title of the podcast, no answers. But um, that is something that like till this day, I, I'm still trying to, you know, piece, piece out or tease out because you, you get into some of these other uh, religions and it, it almost becomes this like, like collective ego thing where if you don't believe what we believe, you're wrong. And if you're wrong, like you're gonna go to hell. Well, in the case of the Christians, right? Um, which really creates this dynamic that I think has done more of a disservice to humanity uh, than good. I mean, when you look at the history of Christianity, for example. Um, but I am going to toss the mic back to you. <laughs> well, I think something you said about this podcast being called No Answers, is part of the reason why I like talking about this topic or like in this setting, because it's not set up as, hey, we're the experts and we have it all figured out and we're gonna teach everybody how to think about religion. It's like, hey, we're not claiming to have all the answers. Here's our perspectives and our experience and where we're at in our journey of understanding all these things. And so 
Um, I'm way more comfortable approaching it from that standpoint because I definitely don't have it all figured out, you know? So, um, but I think a lot of people wrestle with these questions. And even though I don't have it all figured out or have all the answers, it's like, I'm not apathetic of just, oh, well, who knows? And so I don't think about it. Like I'm also on like pursuing truth like you, right? Like it's important to me. Like it keeps me up at night thinking about wrestling with some of these questions. And I think one of the biggest things that I also struggle with, I'll frame it a little bit differently, but very similar to how basically the, a similar thing that you had said of I'm right, these people are wrong, or this is like the way and all these other people have it all backwards. And then the consequences associated with that, because if I think about there's, there's a lot of people that I know in my life that I love that do not share the same like upbringing and do not believe in like would not consider themselves Christians don't believe that God equates to Jesus who died on the cross and that's why they're saved like and the notion that all of those people are then like damned to an eternal torture to me is like that I cannot like I cannot comprehend that and so but that's the traditional understanding and there's people within Christianity that don't like interpret things that way but that's definitely like the way that I was brought up being taught and maybe that's the way maybe that's not but I have a really hard time accepting that thinking about especially when you put people's names on it like people that you know and love and care for who are like really good people in the term of like in some ways none of us are good like we all make mistakes we all have faults none of us are perfect but people that do good for the world treat people well love people well like like you're telling me that person that I love and like, there's no way, you know, like to me, that's a really hard pill to swallow and, and doesn't make sense. That's something I wrestle with, um, is the concept of just like, I've somehow I got lucky and, you know, was taught the right thing and everybody else got it wrong. And the consequences for that are extremely high. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's a tough one for me to wrap my head around. And I, I question that all the time, especially when I think about there's other things that make me question that being one of them. And when I think about faith in some ways, it's like faith is the way I was taught. And what, from my understand, it's like you're saved by your faith, by your belief, not by doing good deeds, by doing enough good stuff that that's what saves you right and but belief is it's not that hard to do good things i mean it is all the time it's hard to be perfect nobody has that one figured out but it's not uh it's not easy to just flip the switch and say yeah you know what i'm gonna believe you can choose to believe but in a lot of ways it's hey i'm gonna take my experience what i've taught what i've researched and studied and wrestled with and take my best guess at what i believe to be the most likely you know, way of interpreting the world through the context of religion and God and all that stuff, right? And so to simplify it, for me, I struggle with thinking through, okay, so if we're all here taking our best guess to get it right, but the consequences of guessing wrong are eternity and torment, it's like, how is that like the way this whole thing is set up? You know, so that's that's probably the biggest thing that I struggle with. Um, like that's the the showstopper in terms of the one that I 
can't get past. Like that's the one that I constantly come back to and that I consistently struggle with. Um, so I'll, I'll kick it to you to kind of share anything that that brings up or any thoughts on what I just shared. And then I think another interesting thing to talk about would be, okay, what are the paths we've gone down to like logic ourselves into what we do currently believe? And like, how do I make sense of like, why do I believe there's a God? Why do I believe, what do I believe about that God? And why do I believe that? Like, I think that's an interesting rabbit hole that could be worthwhile to go down. But yeah, anything, any response or any comments on what I just said? Yeah, I mean, to what you were saying, I mean, that resonates with me, right? This whole idea of like, if you're, if you don't believe what I believe, you're damned to eternal, you know, damnation or whatever. Um, yeah. That just does not, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a tough one to really kind of wrap your head around, especially when you think through the nature of God and God. Right? So yeah. I always think of God as, you know, the one who wants connection to bring all of us together regardless of what we believe. So anything that yeah. contradicts that to me cannot be of God. So when you look at religion in and of itself as a construct, man-made construct has been a tool for division. God didn't invent religion, man. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's so many different things you can like pick apart. Um, I mean, obviously I'm, 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 I'm a, I believe in God. Um, mm -hmm. I, I believe in I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe you know everything that we've been taught about Jesus, came, Jesus Christ came and and died for our sins because I choose to believe that, not for the same reasons. And this is now on the second question, uh, not for the same reasons that others might. My own personal reasons are, I've I've come to understand walking with God as an experiential journey, like. You can't really learn about it. You, you can learn things from book, you know, from scripture, from other people, but this relationship really is an actual relationship. Like you have to walk it out. You have to experience God to truly believe in God. <laughs> and then once you experience God, to me, that becomes the only belief that matters because that's the foundation that like you build everything else on top. So for, for example, right. you know, I've gone through a lot of hard things in my life and I've had a lot of things that went left instead of right, where if things had gone right, things would have been catastrophic. We're talking, you know, death, you know, every, anything you could think of that's, that's terrible, right? But by some coincidence, as some would call it, things went another way, right? And yeah, if you look at it as an isolated, you know scenario it's easy to call that a coincidence but you you live life and you start to stack all these coincidences on top of each other and you get to a point where you start looking back it's always in hindsight where you're like connecting the dots and i think it's in those moments that personally for me god has revealed himself to me right it's like something that's like very personal and it's based on your experience not someone else and unfortunately, it's very difficult to communicate that to someone else and have them like benefit from it in the fullness, of it, if that makes sense. Like they have right. to kind of run the traps on that for themselves. So that's kind of how I ended up where I'm at, where, you know, I, 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 I've gone through seasons where I wasn't super close to God and I've kind of taken stock of what my life was like season. And then, you know, 
I, I made the conscious decision to restart my walk with God. And now I've taken stock of what my life has looked like since then. And then I've made the informed decision that this way is better, right? For a variety of reasons, I've just chosen, I've, I've tried both. I've seen what life looks like in both. And if for no other reason at all, that in and of itself is enough for me to say, I believe that this is the way, right? Because it's just a better, I have a better quality of life. And yeah. I mean, it sounds rudimentary and it sounds like I'm just kind of distilling this thing down or oversimplifying it. But I really do think sometimes we complicate things for no reason. It's like, okay, what gives you a better life? What gives you more peace? What gives you more joy? Uh, what gives you a more fulfillment? You know, a more fulfilling life with, filled with love, happiness, fruitful relationships, right? right? And, you know, maybe you can get that without God. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just know that for me, I, I didn't. And I've tried this and it works. So that's kind of like been my journey now on the back half of my life thus far. How about for you? How did you end up where you're at now? I'm like, where am I at now? <laughs> um, well, I think I can be a deliberate and logical thinker sometimes. Sometimes I come off as aloof or spontaneous and there's some validity to that sometimes. But I think with heavy or important decisions i'm pretty deliberate and i think things through a lot and so like religion spirituality all of that like what you believe determines how you live your life and impacts in a big way how you spend your time who you end up with the career like how you treat people there's so many like it's a foundational thing and so i've wrestled a lot and i invest a lot of time because it is one decision that affects every other decision in a lot of ways right so um yeah, I think logically, as I wrestle with it, I think, okay, why do I think, if I just start from the beginning, like, why do I think there's a God? Or do I think there's a God? And when I just look at the way that life works and the way that the earth is set up and the probability that everything just came from nothing without God, just an act of randomness where it's the perfect temperature, we've got the seasons, there's like chlorophyll in the plants that happens that, you know, the sun interacts with and that allows it to grow and then food and oxygen, like the perfection that's required on so many different, different levels is so far beyond what the smartest scientists today could even like fathom coming up with. And to think that that was just a random smashing of a couple of particles that somehow existed in this sea of nothingness is like, like this was by design. There's not just an explosion and out of this explosion is like, oh look, there's a dictionary just came out of that somehow, right? Like, no, a dictionary requires thought and planning and research and somebody, you know, printing something and like the universe is a million times more complex than a book. And so how, like, how can we think that the universe did not come to come about by intentional, miraculous, intelligent design, right? So for me, that's kind of the starting point. And then that's that's one piece. Another piece is this innate sense of right and wrong and morality and why does that exist, right? Like if there's no God, if there's no moral construct of this is right, this is wrong or anything like that, if there's no higher power that has 
orchestrated some construct of morality, then why do we feel that way? But everybody has some sense of that, right? To different degrees, depending on your upbringing and nature, nurture, all that stuff. But um, like, I believe that that is evidence that there's a God who has values that instilled that into us. And then also just we're relational beings. Like the quality of your life is determined in a lot of ways by the quality of your relationships. We're built to be in relationship, I believe. Um, when we're in isolation, life kind of sucks. And um, so in my mind, it's like the relationship piece, the moral construct or perception that we have about things innately within us. And it's just the intelligent design that is so obvious. All of that points to there's a creator that put this together that created us in his image. And that didn't just happen. We didn't just exist and show up and somehow randomly get together with all these traits. Like there's consistency, there's thought, there's perfection in the design that came about. So that's the first part um, when I think about why God. That's how I arrive to that conclusion. Then the next step is, okay, so if there's God, if there's intelligent design, then what does that look like? Who is God or what is God? Or is that just this faceless universe or like energy? Or is it Jesus or Muhammad or Allah? Or like, how do you put a name to it? How do you classify it? How do you like wrap your mind around this omnipresent thing that existed before anything existed? And like, what does that even look like? Right. And um, I think to me, that's harder to answer with confidence. The first part to me, like I have, I don't understand given the stuff I just shared, like in my mind, atheism or just believing God is not in the picture is really hard to think through like, how would I, how would you arrive to that? And I know people do that are really intelligent sometimes, but um, to me, it just doesn't make sense to how to get there. Right. But I think it's hard to then come from a place of, okay, there is a God. What does that look like? and then arrive with a lot of certainty on exactly what. So upbringing is Jesus and there's a lot of, read a lot of books, listened to a lot of things, watched a lot of documentaries and debates and all that stuff and just my own thoughts and experiences like you shared. I think that is a big, big piece of it. And looking at it from a lot of angles, there's a lot there too because so many people with different viewpoints have their own experiences and call it by different names, right? Um, you know, there's people that, oh, this is energy and I don't believe in God, but this universal energy showed me this. And because of this experience, here's why I believe that. And so people call all these things different names or Muhammad or I prayed to whoever I prayed to. Um, and I don't pretend to be an expert on world religions either. I've taken surface level, you know, read books and courses or whatever to understand, just to try to like grasp the foundations of it all. But, um, but when I think about Jesus, like when I just question my own, okay, here's what I was taught. Do I believe that? Why or why not? And from a place of wanting to just own what I believe and have it be my own, not be something that I inherited and this is what I taught, so I'm just gonna run with it. Like it's too important of a question to, like we've been taught all kinds of wrong stuff by our teachers, our parents, everything else, right? And so with a foundational thing, it's like, all right, what am I, what do I truly believe and why? Um, and so when I, when I think about that, the, the thing that I do come back to a lot, there's a lot of prophecies that have come through in the Bible. And so there's evidence there. There's um, historical, like geographical 
what's it called when they dig stuff up in the ground? Is that geograph archaeological? Yeah, there's like all these evidences there. Um, but I've heard things on different sides. It's hard. I'm not like an expert in any of those areas, so it'd be hard to evaluate some of that stuff. But um, the the biggest, I think, there's enough evidence that makes it like obvious that Jesus did exist. He was an influential person. We know he walked the earth, and you know, there's enough variety of sources that are plausible and believable and confirmed that we know that. And the the thing I wrestle with is like the Lord liar lunatic. Like those are your options. This dude was on earth walking around, had a big impact, had a big following, and he claimed to be God and then, you know, died, resurrected, whatever you believe, like that's the, the story, right? And so people say he's a good teacher or he's God. And it's like, well, this dude claimed to be God. So if he wasn't God and he's telling the world, I am God, I am the savior, then he's kind of crazy or he's narcissistic or whatever. Um, but then people are willing to like die for him that lived along the same time. So like they were bought into it. Um, or he's, so either he has actually God or he's crazy or he was just lying and had everybody fooled and that kind of stuff, you know? But a lot of that doesn't like, the options outside of God don't make a lot of sense when you look at the reaction of people around him and like people would have known. And so why would they go to their grave, you know, standing up for and in support of his ministry? So anyways, I'm going deep into this rabbit hole right now. <laughs> so I apologize for that, but like, those are like, that's kind of how I wrestle through that. And then there's a lot of stories in the Bible though, that also show up like the flood, like a virgin giving birth to a human God creature. Like there's all these different themes that show up in Greek mythology and, you know, lots of different world religions. So they have enough conflicting things that they can't all be true because they say things that are like directly opposed to each other. But there's also a lot of themes at the same time that are very similar and it's not just a coincidence that these same like stories with different figures and names but where the same like very specific thing happens flood wipes everybody out or like a virgin gives birth to a god like there's all these things that have shown up in so many religions that um it's confusing man so that's that's where i'm at like i'm i'm wrestling through that but it's hard to i don't think from a logical perspective even though that's where I like to spend time because it's like, I want the answer that I can just be sure of and figure it out. And then like, cool, check that box, move on with my life and not have to question it. And then I can live my life with that worldview. It doesn't really work like that because it is a personal thing that you have to experience. And all the other stuff you can have, you can stack up evidence in favor of whatever you want to believe. And the evidence is never going to, with certainty, prove that there is a God, that this is the right God, that it's Jesus or it's this one or it's that one. It's like, I don't think you can substantially evidentially prove that beyond doubt ever. So it is an experience thing and a choice of what you choose to believe. So um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. So my question for you, if there was one question you could ask God and you were guaranteed an answer, what would you ask? Oh man. I would, that, that was heavy. That's a lot heavier than the question you got, I got, I got in mind for you. So, um, but I like it. It's on, on theme with our, uh, our conversation today. I mean, I would have God explain to me 
all the stuff I just mentioned that I wrestle with and would sleep over. I'd be like, all right, lay it out. Like, is Jesus real? Like, is he really God? Like, is that how it all went down? Did he die and resurrect? Like, is that whole thing, is that actually what happened? And did you create this? Like, how did you think of this? Like, walk me through the history of events. Like, you know, are there other worlds out there with, did Jesus die for all of them? Like, I, that's a lot of questions that I just asked. Oh, that's not one question. <laughs> but that's, I would be like, give me all the answers. How does this all work? How does, how does God actually interact with the world from creation to our day-to-day -day lives to being interested in all of us all at the same time and having a relationship with us? Like, you know, what is, what does that look like? How does that work? What happens next? Give me the, give me the goods. Help me, help me understand it. God, yeah. give my guy Mark the goods. <laughs> That's it. For all y'all out there looking for a prayer request. Hey, God, give Mark the goods. Yeah. That's it. Cool. Uh, like I said, mine's a little lighter for you. My question for you is, what is either a movie or a piece of art that has really inspired you or shifted your mindset or just like resonated with you on a deep level um, because of the story of the character that you would maybe recommend to others, but something that really stuck with you and had like a heartfelt connection to. There's this book by Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, if, 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 if you haven't read it, it's, if whoever's listening, if you haven't read that book, I highly encourage you to read it because when you really think about all the toiling humans do on earth, right? At the end of the day, we're all trying to find fulfillment and, and you know, fulfillment comes in, my, in part, you know, from finding meaning in the things that we do and the, the relationships we have. Because if there's no meaning, then what's the point? And uh, I won't give it away, I won't spoil it, but this book just really dives into the story of this guy uh, who was in Nazi concentration camps. And again, I won't spoil it for you, but that was a very profound book that really shaped my, my, my mindset and my worldview. So that's, uh, that's how I'd answer that question. Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Love it, that's a good one, I've read that one too. Just listened to it recently on Audible actually. So cool. Well, thanks for joining us for No Answers, and we will see you guys on the next one.